Boker Tov, everyone. Good morning. Simin Kuf Nun Gimel, I believe. So we're up to. Let me just find the place. Um, yes, Kuf Nun Gimel one fifty three, discussing the laws of what do you do? Uh, can you sell a shoal? Things like that when a shoal is no longer in use. Um, so the halacha is in Sif Aleph and Sif Beis. They kind of really go together. The, the halacha is is that in certain situations you are allowed to to actually sell a shoal. And the basic concept is there's a, a halacha, it's called Mylum Mekodeshvein Moridin. You can sell a shoal or, for that matter, other religious objects or structures if we're going up in holiness, but you're not allowed to go down. So, for example, the halacha is in Sephalif, Motor Lassos Mi Beis HaKnesses Beis HaMedrish. A person can go ahead and transform, for that matter, sell a shoal in order to turn it into a base medrash, a study hall. So a shul, which is just a place for prayer, is of a lower level of sanctity than a place that is a place of limud, a place of study. Now it should be noted on, on the footnotes in the Dershu, they bring Rav Zalman points out that nowadays most shuls have the din of a base medrash as well, because we do a lot of Torah study in a shul as well. But if in theory you had a, a room, a building, a structure that was only used for tefillah, for prayer, you could sell it for a base medrash. And indeed in Siv we see the, sort of the, that ladder going up even more. Uh, the halachas, you're allowed to sell uh, um, a base teva to go ahead and buy the, uh, an ark. An ark has a higher, I'm not exactly sure where you, where you put the ark if you sold the shul, but you're allowed, to buy, you're allowed to sell a shul to buy an ark. That's the place where you keep the Torah. Or the bima that you, that you rest the Sefer Torah on that has the same din as the ark. If you want to go ahead and sell the ark or the bima, you're allowed to buy, I think what that means is the mantle, the, the Torah cover. You're allowed to buy a, a Torah cover with the, the proceeds from an ark or from the bima. Uh, you can sell the, the cover. You're allowed to buy svarim. He says what that means is they used to, back then, they used to have to, to write um, Torahs, but not halachic Torahs. So Sefer Bereshah, Sefer Shemos. I do believe it includes modern day Sfarim as well. Uh, and you're allowed to sell that to buy a Sefer Torah it, itself. So that's sort of the chain progression. Avol Ipcha, but to go the other direction, Laharido Mikdushasan, to go down, Osir, that would be pro- prohibited. Um, that, would, uh, that, would, that would not work. He points out in Gimel Sefer Torah, Shem, a Sefer Torah that has mistakes in it, that's one level down. And then in Sivdalad, he brings a Machloka, says, let's say, can I, let's say, for example, I want to buy a Sefer, sell a Sefer Torah to exchange it and buy a different Sefer Torah in its stead. That's a Machlokas. Where that would potentially come up is can you sell a shul in order to buy another shul? And that, if you would, in theory, do that, you would run into the problems of the previous simon where he talked about is that you can't go ahead and get rid of a shul before you have the other shul. So in theory, you can sell a shul if the other shul is immediately available. So there wouldn't be any gap where we're going to have to wait a week before we're going to be able to use it because you need to have a place for everyone to dive in. What, what, now, about, what about the flip side? What if you have to close the shul? Do you have to take out at least like the Torah? And the okay, Torah? so we'll talk about things like that. What happens when you, when you actually close a shul? Can you close a shul? It's like no one's using a shul. What do you do in those situations? Everyone have a wonderful day.